0: Turn to John 15, 7, and I believe that's where I stopped. Am I correct? Father, we come boldly before your throne room of grace in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we praise you, Father God, for your anointing that has already destroyed every yoke of bondage in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for your word and your presence and your power that is here this morning I yield myself to you spirit soul and body I thank you Father God that it's a privilege to be in the house of the Lord it's a privilege to be your vessel and God I thank you and I praise you that you teach through me this morning in Jesus name Amen Terry if we can turn this up one more I am just Laurel can you get that I'm freezing I'm, I don't keep an eye on who's here and who isn't so if you abide in me and my words abide in you, and it's the one behind me, you may ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. If you abide in him, Jesus, and his words abide in you, he says you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. That's powerful. There's our part and there's his part. I'm going to read that out of the King James Version. I'm amplified, I'm sorry. We'll turn you down. Okay. If you live in me, abide vitally united to me, and my words remain in you, And continue to live in your hearts. Ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. When you bear produce much fruit, my father is honored and glorified. And you show and prove yourselves to be true followers of mine. So I like this. The first part is excellent. But he says that God, when you bear and produce much fruit, my father is honored and glorified. You know, he says, when you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Then he goes on to say, herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. He wants you to bear much fruit. Whatever you pray for, he wants you to have it. And so that's what we've been teaching on for a while is our prayer life. How important is it to have a prayer life? Jesus said, my church shall be called a house of prayer. Let's turn to Third John 2, of course, if you get a card from me it's usually going to, going to if you get a text it's usually going to have third john 2 on it he says in third john 2 beloved i wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth for i rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth or the word that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. So he was greatly blessed. He said, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. So as we walk in the truth, everything we put our hand shall prosper and everything that it'll come to the point where everything you say lines up with the word of God no matter what circumstances or situations are going on around you and we know there's much going on today you know the bible says to count it all joy when you encounter divers tests and trials knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience let patience have her perfect work so you may be entire wanting nothing or lacking nothing. And so the enemy's after our faith. And that's why when I think I, I believe the scripture I closed on or it was close to the end last week was in Jude. And let's turn there. Jude 20. You know, Jude is a very short book, but it has a lot say in it. How many realize that? A lot. And Jude is a book that te- it talks about the times that we live in. And we need to read it often and line our lives up with it. And those that we hang around with, we need to line ourselves with it. Okay, Jude, let's go up a little bit here. The world we live in, this is the world we live in. If we want to go to 16, um, let's go up to 14. It was of these people, moreover, that Enoch in the seventh generation from Adam prophesied when he said, Behold, the Lord cometh with his myriads of holy ones ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convict all the impious unholy ones and their ungodly deeds which they have committed in such an ungodly way and of all the severe abusive jarring these which ungodly sinners have spoken against him These are inveterate murmurs, grumblers, who complain of their lot in life, going after their own desires, controlled by their passions. Their talk is boastful and arrogant, and they claim to admire men's persons and pay people flattering compliments to gain advantage. But you must remember, beloved, the predictions which were made by the apostles the special messengers of our lord jesus christ and the messiah the anointed one they told you beforehand in the last days in the end time that there would be scoffers who seek to gratify their own ungodly desires following after their own ungodly passions we see this all over i hate to say this america we see it all over the world But there's things going on in our nation that we would have never seen before. That we're seeing now. It is these who are agitators. Setting up distinctions and causing division. Merely sensual creatures, carnally worldly minded, devoid of the Holy Spirit. And destitute of any higher spiritual life. But you, beloved, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith. Make progress, rise like an edifice, high and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. So God tells you in the book of Jude what it's going to be like, and it's like this right now. People are rioting, they're carrying on, they're murmuring and complaining. They're coming against the government. They want what's bad instead of what's good. But he's saying, in the midst of this, but you, beloved, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith. Make progress, rise like an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Guard and keep yourselves in the love of God. Expect and patiently wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, which will bring you unto life eternal and refute so as to convict some who dispute with you and on some have mercy who waver in doubt strive to save others snatching them out of the fire on others take pity but with fear loathing even the garment spotted by the flesh and polluted by their sensuality Now to him who is able to keep you without stumbling or slipping or falling and to present you unblemished, blameless, hallelujah, and faultless before the presence of his glory in triumphant joy and exaltation with unspeakable ecstatic delight to the one only god and savior through jesus christ our lord and glory splendor majesty might and dominion and power and authority before all time and now forever unto the ages of eternity amen so be it thank god we're right in this time hallelujah but he says but you beloved Build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith. Make progress, rise like an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. So we should be praying in the Holy Spirit continually. So we can rise up above all these things that are going in and not get caught into it. Amen? And so, we're going to move on to 1 Peter 5, 7 the will of God in prayer. You know, we know the will of God is in his word. You cannot drag me away of or say the word, the word The word doesn't work because the word always works. It's us and our frail bodies and and our minds that aren't renewed that cause the word not to work. The word is always working. The word is working mightily in us. It's always working in us. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. So if if you need more faith, you know, a lot of people... You don't hear, but I've had people come up and ask for faith, and faith cometh by hearing. I tell them, you have to be in a place where you're hearing the uncompromised word of God for you to receive faith. And I know what it is not to, and to go home and wonder, you know, the church I was born again in, I've shared it. Sometimes God did, and sometimes he didn't. God is not schizophrenic. He always does what he says he will do. If he can get you to line up with that, you know, we have um, David Ingalls tapes going. It's been going all morning, but there's one song on there that it says, don't say why. Don't even ask why. Don't even let that, don't even let why be part of what, of your conversation. Because when you start asking why, the devil gets in there and he tries to mess with your mind. So we need to be founded on the rock, on the Word. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word is God. Hallelujah. It settles it. A Word was God. So in 1 Peter 5 7, humble your, or let's go to verse. Let's see how far we want to go. I'm going to just go. Let's start with verse one and in, in uh, first Peter and I'm going to read out of the Amplified. I warn and counsel the elders among you, the pastors and spiritual guides of the church as a fellow elder and as an eyewitness called to testify to the sufferings of Christ, as well as a share of the glory, the honor and splendor that is to be revealed, disclosed, and unfolded. Was it last week? Did I read to you last week about those that were, might be on my Facebook page, they were on their knees, ready to be shot. Did I share this last week? And the lions came out and ate them that were going to shoot them. I didn't share that. Some say I did, and some say I shared it on my page. I know I shared it on my page. Christine gets my my website. Did I share it last week? You didn't hear it, so I'm going to share it. Here they were, kneeling down, ready to be shot, ready to be taken out. One of them was a pastor. Am I correct? He was a pastor. Pardon? Two Two of them two events? True. 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 It's a true. Event. This is a true event. That's what you're saying to me? Yeah. Right. This is the truth, okay? This really happened. And so they're, they're getting ready to shoot them and all of a sudden, <laughs> and stop, all of a sudden lions came out of the of the woods and ate up those that were going to shoot. The Christians. Now, that would be a spectacular sight to watch. I mean, I can close my eyes and see it. This is the truth. God says he will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. If that wasn't a table, I don't know what was. Hungry lions, and they didn't, and those lions never touched the ones that were Christians, just the ones that were going to shoot them. God is faithful. Think about that. We not get. We need not be concerned what God's going to do if we're walking with Him. Praise God. All right. So, tend verse two, n- nurture, guard, guide, and fold the, f- and, and fold the flock of God. That is your responsibility. So our responsibility to you is to tend to you, nurture you, guard you, guide you, and fold the flock. I don't, guide the fold, and fold. I don't know what, I guess I can fold you up. (laughs) Is that what yours says? (laughs) And fold the, and fold the flock of God that is your responsibility not by coercion or constraint but willingly not dishonorably motivated by the adventures and prophets belonging to the office but eagerly and cheerfully trust me if God had not called us to this I would not be My birthday's on Thursday, and I'm going to be 72. I would not be sitting here doing this if I was not called. I trust you. Trust me. But it's a pleasure. And when you know what comes along with that calling, it's a pleasure. You, as a body, make it easy. Okay? I can't always say that it's been easy. But thank God in in our... um, middle-age moments (laughs) that we're in. It's It's a pleasure. So these are the things, not domineering as arrogant, dictatorial, and overbearing persons over those in your charge, but being examples, patterns, and models of Christian living to the flock, the congregation. And then with the chief shepherd, When the chief shepherd is revealed, you will win the conqueror's crown of glory. Hallelujah. So there's a conqueror's crown of glory we're getting, honey, if you behave yourself. Likewise, you who are younger and lesser rank, be subject to the elders and ministers and spiritual guides of the church. Give them due respect and yield to their counsel. Clothe, apron yourselves, all of you, with humility as the garb of a servant so that its covering cannot possibly be stripped from you. With freedom from pride and arrogance towards one another, God sets himself against the proud, the insolent, the overbearing, the disdain, the presumptuous, the boastful, and he opposes, frustrates, and defeats them but gives grace, favor, blessing to the humble. Praise God. Therefore, humble yourselves, demote, lower yourselves in your own estimation, under the mighty hand of God, that in due time He may exalt you, casting the whole of your care, all of your anxieties, all of your worries, all of your concerns, once and for all on Him, For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind. Be vigilant and cautious at all times. For the enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a lion roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. Withstand him, be firm in faith against the his onset, rooted, established, strong, immovable, and determined, knowing that the same identical sufferings are appointed to your brotherhood, the whole body of Christians throughout the world. Hallelujah. Well, it says here, it talks about lions here. And the enemy comes as a roaring lion. But because these ones that were strong Christians were not willing to give in, the lions came out and ate, the roaring lion came out and ate those that were against the Christians. Just came out. You never know what God's going to send your way for protection. Amen? I know all of our angels are working overtime. So in 1 Peter 5 7, we see that it says, Casting all your care up on him, for he careth for you. We can find a promise in God's word for every aspect of life. Then we can know how to pray and we can have the assurance before we pray what, what his will is. So we know as we find that promise. That is the assurance that we have, at, that we know how to pray, how to pray his word. We've got his word on that subject. That's our assurance. And we know that we will have, it will be given to us before we ever pray it because we know we're standing on his word. Amen. Nothing is greater You know, the Bible talks about we overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Well, what is the word of our testimony? The word of God. We should constantly be confessing the word, no matter what it looks like. You know, the enemy can come and try to attack you and do whatever. But what does the word of God say? We all know what it's, what it's like to be attacked, but what does it say? It says, my word works. I am not a man that I can lie. God cannot lie. He will not lie. So his word is his truth to us that he is no liar. Praise the Lord. Studying God's word is like searching for valuable gems. We can find a few jewels on top of the ground without much digging. But if we really want to get down where the valuable veins are, we have to dig for them. To learn the, the deeper truths of God, we are told to search the scripture. Turn to John five thirty-nine. We have got to have the word and prayer walking hand in hand. John 5, 39. You don't go out to do battle without the Word and prayer, trust me, without the sword of the Spirit and prayer. John five thirty nine. Search the scriptures for in them. For in them you think ye have eternal life, and they are, and they are they which testify of me. Search the scriptures. You search, I'm gonna read this out of the amplified, you search and investigate and pour over the scriptures diligently, because you suppose and because you suppose and trust that you have eternal life through them, and these very scriptures testify about me. And this is really sad. The next verse is really sad, and still you're not willing but refuse to come to me so that that you might have life. Last week when I talked, when I when I taught, I talked about us taking on the reins instead of turning the reins over to God and letting him lead us. You know, how many watched have watched old cowboy movies, you know, when the when they're in their whatever, they're trying to think of what it is, their buckboards or whatever. If they lose those reins, that nobody is leading those horses anywhere. How many realize that? You see the old movies where someone has to get down and dig and climb all around and get the reins back up where they should be so they can lead the horse where it needs to go. Hallelujah. So we are to search the scriptures for in them. You think you have eternal life. Or you not think. You know you have eternal life. Up, Let's go up a little bit. For 36. But I have greater witness than that of John. For the works which the Father hath given me to finish. The same works that I do. Bear witness of me that the Father has sent me, and the Father himself, which has sent me, hath borne witness of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. And you have not his word abiding in you, for whom he hath sent him, you believe not. So he says, search the scriptures, search them. We've got to search the scriptures. You don't know everything, and I don't know everything that the Word of God says. Surface reading of our memory text in 1 John 5, 14 and 15 has brought some to the wrong conclusion about what John was saying here. He said, and this is the confidence that we have in him. Let's turn there. John five fourteen and 15. Confidence. First John five, I apologize. I did it again. It's these first Johns and Second Johns that when we were at Ramah, Brother Hagen gave a test and I don't think he told us he was doing it ahead of time, did he? That we were going to have to know all the books of the Bible and write them down? Well, I got all goofed up in 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. Like, how many Johns are there? I'm sitting here thinking. pastor was cracking up at me. Mr. 4.0 over here. I think I was 3.9. He beat me. I want to. I, I want to play a good game of chess with someone that likes to play chess. Okay, first John, five, fourteen, and fifteen. <clears throat> and this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. This is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness, which we have in him. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any request, according to his will, in agreement with his own plan, he listens to and he hears us. He listened, you know, there's a lot of people. I don't know if you ever sat there, sat down with someone. You know they're listening to you, but they also know, you also know they're not hearing you. They're listening, but they're not hearing. Jesus said, if you have ears to hear, let them hear. Not just listen, but hear. Okay. Okay. and if since we positively know that he listens to us in whatever we ask we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that what we that that we have granted us as our present possessions the requests made of him many of you can remember when you first got saved and you started coming to the church if you went back excuse me if you went back there was there was some of you had nothing or very little i mean i'd like for people to maybe we'll have a test testimony sunday or something You know, most of us had very little. When we got born again, we had a lot of debt and very little (laughs) to spend. But tithing and giving and standing on the word, God pushed us over. And then when this couple started giving us tapes of, Brother Hagen and, and Jerry Seville and Brother Copeland and we started listening to them. Pastor got wild over it before I did. I, matter of fact, I told him, you are crazy. You have just absolutely, till I ended up on my back, pins being pushed down my leg and me watching them with no feeling. Then I knew I better start listening to what he's listening to and take, take grab a hold of it, the Word of God. And that was life-changing, because then I knew everything God said is the truth. Okay? So some of you, I hope you kept a diary, or as, as well as you can remember, go back to those places and start keeping a diary on how much God has done for you and given you and changed for you since the day you were born again. I mean, I was born again in 1971, so that's a long way to go back. But I remember the things that took place, not all, but most of them. And it's amazing how God can change your life. One One word from God today can change you. One rhema word that sticks in you from God today will change your life forever. Praise the Lord. And so, First John 5.14 has brought some to the wrong conclusion about what John was saying. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth this, And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Some have thought John said, if it is God's will, he will hear me. And if it isn't, he won't. I don't know where they get this out of it, but they they do preach it. I sat under it, so I know. However, that wasn't what he meant. John was saying, if we have God's word on a matter... We don't have to say, if it be thy will, because we know his will, his word is his will. For this reason, we believers must find scriptures and promises concerning what we are praying about. And you know me well enough, if someone comes up and tells me I have this circumstance or situation... I will ask you, what scriptures are you standing on? And if you're not, then we will find some together. So you have the word to stand on. You have to build your house upon the rock. You have to build your spiritual life upon the rock, which is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That way we know it's not if it be thy will, we know it is God's will. When you know that something is God's will, no matter what the devil comes, tries to throw at you, if you have the word to prove that he's wrong and the word is right, you have nothing to worry about. But we've got to get our mind out of the devil's gutter and get it renewed by the washing of the water of the word. How many realize that? Because our minds are being washed by the word. Right now, faith is coming to you. And your mind, your soul is being washed right now by the word. Now, when you get out and go to leave, the enemy's going to try to tell you something different. Or when what you've been standing on looks impossible, you go back and you tell him with God... All things are possible. The things that are impossible with man are possible with God. So nothing's impossible with God is what he said. Nothing. I've given you three scriptures there. Find scriptures. Dig them out. Lately I've been getting scriptures and I'll share them with pastor and or he will with me and and their things that were there but we did not see them before and that's exciting when you're studying the word together and talking to the word back and forth to one another because when two agree as touching anything on earth it shall be done of our father which art in heaven so it it's great when one of you agrees with the Lord, but when two agree, the Bible says, when one prays, they set 10,000 a flight, when two I mean 1,000, when two pray, 10,000 are set a flight. When we all come together and pray, think how many we're setting a flight. In other words, get out of here. Amen. If your request is in accordance with God's word, then it is his will. It has to be his his will for him to promise it in his word. It is his will that we have everything he has provided for us in his word. There is a promise in this word for every aspect of life that we're going to go through. But we've got to dig it. We've got to dig into it. I'm going to tell you that our parents, you should have scriptures that you're standing on because the older your kids get, the more scripture you're going to have to drag out and stand on. When they get out from under your roof, you're still praying. Trust me. Trust me. Many times the reason... Prayer isn't working for people is because they are praying in darkness. They're trying to get God to help them apart from the word. In other words, they're trying to tell God what they want God to do and it doesn't go along with their with his word. He's not going to do it. It's just we can't try to get him to change because he's not going to change. He's not a liar. He's not a man. That he can lie and he's not going to change. So we are to walk in the light of his word. No one can build a successful prayer life if he doesn't know the word. There's no way. You cannot have a successful prayer life if you don't have the word. There's no way. A successful prayer life is built and based on the written word. When we pray according to the word, it is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We know which way to walk. The word is a lamp. What's the word a lamp to? <laughs> Come on. The lamp. Is I'm waiting it is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path too much of the time however because we fail to see God's word what it has to say about a subject we stumble about not you but others do and there are many that hear these tapes am I correct Terry Not knowing where we are going. How many have ever gotten lost? I've shared about the time Pastor got lost from Sonora back here, and the the it was hard to read the directions. You know, when more than one person give you directions, that's not good. Unless they all line up, and so he got lost. The boys got hungry, so Buddy and Benjamin ate. McDonald's burgers and fries I don't even eat that they thought that was a grand excursion pray too much of the time however because we fail to see what God's word is has to say about a subject we stumble about not knowing just where we're going prayer then becomes a matter of desperation begging god to do something making deals with god how many of you people have you ever heard or maybe you've done it god if you'll do this i'll do this god if you do this i'll do this for the rest of my life for you <clears throat> show me that in the word begging god to do something but we but when we know the word ahead of time we can come to God with confidence we can pray it we know it's settled and we can move on God doesn't want a person to be so burdened down that prayer becomes a chore prayer is a fun time with God it is not a drudgery and it is not a chore and if it is come see me and we'll talk about it We'll talk about why. Okay. God's will concerning worry. This is a good one. How many people do you know that worry a lot? They used to call them worry warts. There should be a good song about that. In 1 Peter 5, 7. All right. Excuse me. Casting the whole of your care, all of your anxieties and worries and all of your concerns once and for all on him for the cares, for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. In the Ampl- or the King James it says casting your care upon him for he careth for you be sober verse 8 be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour whom resists steadfast in the faith knowing we read that earlier but I like what it says in the Amplified casting the whole of your care all of your anxieties, all of your worries, all of your current concerns once and for all on him for he cares for you affectionately. God affectionately cares for you and cares about you watchfully. You have the Father and the Son. You've got the Holy Spirit here, but you've got the Father and the Son Jesus is making intercession for you continually. Watching over you. That's powerful. I've heard people come and say, I can't carry, I can't, I can't stand anymore. How many of you have ever heard that? I cannot take anymore. This is too much. Well, they haven't cast their cares and their worries over onto the Lord. (laughs) The next one is God's will concerning financial blessings. Know one thing, and if you get anything today, get this, that God cares for you. He is affectionate towards you. He loves you. He never wants to hurt you or see you hurt or in pain. A lot of people don't understand the father because of their own earthly father. And that's where you need to get in the word, read the word about the love of God, how much God loves you. God so loved the world that he gave his own only begotten son he loved the world that he gave jesus to die for them to carry their sins upon his on himself and his sick and our sicknesses and our pains and our fears everything and then he went to hell so we wouldn't have to and was rose he rose up from the dead he he finished it all there is nothing missing in our salvation, nothing. Jesus took care of the whole thing. I like to say the whole enchilada. Every bit of it's taken care of. Praise God. When you think about how much we're loved by God, if you, you, know, if, if you just start talking about it out loud, it makes the devil run. He can't stand it. God's will concerning financial blessing. 3 John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things, all things, all things, that you would prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. Praise the Lord. Philippians 4, 19. Terry, in that bag, I think I have some up here. The ones in the bag are easier to open if you could. God is so faithful just for a second sit there and and think about thank you the things that God has shown you just this week that he cares about Just, just sit and think about it how much he loves you, how much he cares about you, about every little aspect of your life. All right. Philippians 4.19. Excuse me. Thanks, Terry. You know how much you love your children. Or just someone that comes in with a cute little baby and you hold that baby. This, there's this just abundance of love that pours out of you. Think how God loves and cares and affectionately speaks about you and talks about you. You know, when you say I'm ugly or whatever, God, it it hurts him. I can't even begin to tell you. There are things that we speak out of our mouths that hurt him. Okay, Philippians 4, 19. And my God will liberally, Supply, fill to the full, your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. How rich is God? He owns it all. Now unto God our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. God owns it all. He told the children of Israel, you know, they were slaves and God was getting them out of bondage. He told them, go ask your masters for all their gold and silver. And what did they do? They handed it over to them. That's God. I want you to really think about God. Go ask your masters, every one of you Israelis, go ask your masters for all their gold and all their silver. And then I'm going to have you cover the doorpost with the blood. Because he was getting ready to take out the firstborn of every family. And it was very important that they covered the doorpost with the blood representing the blood of the lamb. Well, it was the blood of the lamb then, but we have the blood of Jesus. As we partake communion this morning, think about this. And they did. They did what he instructed them to do with, with the food, with, you know, with the lamb. But they got all the silver. They got all the gold. And not one feeble among them walked out of there. They were totally whole and healed. They walked out of there. I want you to really think about this. And we're of a better covenant. Jesus spoiled principalities and power, made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in us. Thank you, Jesus. But my God shall supply all your need. Arlene according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. John Our God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Every one of you. I'm going to read it out of the amplified. And my God will liberally supply fill to the to the full your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. It's a settled fact. It's settled. He doesn't say, well, maybe. Depends on how the national debt is. That's not how God doesn't look at all that. He looks at what he owns. He looks at what he owns. And that's what we need to look at, what God has. What he has available for each one of us. Available. It is available and it's been given to us free. God paid a high price to give us everything that he owns. I want you to think about this. Jesus, the price he paid, the price that Jesus himself, told the Father and the Holy Spirit, I am the one that will go and do this. He knew exactly what he was going to do. He didn't back out. You know, this is, this is not an hour to back out. Anytime you desire to back out of something that's God's, remember Jesus. Follow him. The author and the finisher of our faith. Thank you, Jesus. We are so fortunate. We're not in some cult. In this scripture, Paul's letter to the church of Philippi, he was commending the Christians for their generosity and giving, as we see in the verses just preceding this above verse. Let's look at this. In verse 14 but it was right and commendable and noble of you to con, tri- con-, con-, con- tri- you know what I'm saying contribute <laughs> it's hard to talk with these things you know. for all my needs and to share my difficulties with me and you Philippians yourself well knew that in the early days of the gospel ministry when I was in Macedonia no church assembly entered into partnership with me and opened up a debit and credit account in giving and receiving except you only do you realize that you because you are members of this church have an open debit and credit account with God every year when you get back your letter your tithing letter You need to remind God, I have an open debit and credit account here. I have an open credit account. Many people, I tell people, write on your tithe checks the scriptures that you're believing. It's interesting when they tell me, you know what that came to pass? thank God. And so... They had taken up an offering of money for him. And he's saying this. For even in Thessalonica, you sent me contributions for my needs, not only once, but a second time. Not that I seek or am eager for your gift, but I do seek and am eager for the fruit which increases to your credit, the harvest of blessing That is accumulating in your account. There is a harvest of blessings accumulating in your accounts. I want you to say that with me. There is a harvest of blessing accumulating in my account. Think of it. A harvest of blessings. I mean, close your eyes and think about this. A harvest of blessings accumulating in your account. And let me tell you, if you've ever known a Jew, they know where their money is. They don't have to guess how much money they have. They know where the money is. God knows where the money is. All we have to do is Bring it on down. How? Through prayer and the word. It's already ours. Understand that. But I have your full payment and more. I have everything I need and am amply supplied now that I have received from Epiditis the gifts you sent me. They are the fragrant odor of an offering and a sacrifice which God welcomes and in which he delights. And my God will liberally supply, fill to the full your every need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever through the endless eternities and the eternities. Amen. So be it. Remember, he says, remember me to every, every saint, every born again believer in Christ Jesus, the brethren, my associates, which are with me, greet you. Thank you, Father. You have an account. That's <laughs> wild when you think about it. God shall supply all your needs. He was talking about material and financial matters. Let's look at Luke 6.38. Okay, how the time flies when we're having fun. God, I'm asking you to bring in supernatural blessings. Your word says that give and it shall be given unto you. Press down. Shaken together and running over, shall men give into your bosom? God, I'm asking you to supernaturally send in money that people are not expecting because of their giving. And I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That's how God wants to give you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. That's over and above. All right, you ready? Given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet withal, it shall be measured to you again. We often hear this verse quoted when an offering is being taken. The emphasis is usually on the give in the first part of the verse but let's not overlook the results of giving it shall be given unto you I'm talking to each one of you thus we shall financially see financial blessings promised in this verse how many want to see an increase financial blessings in your life increase in your giving i think we all do somebody should have jumped up on the chair scripture says that your returns will be pressed down and shaken together and running over for with the same measure that you meet with all it shall be measured to you On the other hand, we can hinder our prayers for financial prosperity by not cooperating with God, by not entering into the doors God opens for us. We have got to cooperate with him when he opens doors. We have to listen to him when he says no, not now. I've seen people that God wanted to bless abundantly, literally mess it up by the wrong, by not staying on the path that God placed them on, but veering off and taking loans instead of allowing God to bring the finances into them. Listen to me. Make sure God wants you to to take a loan because he might want he's probably wants to give it to you he's probably already spoken to the person sometimes people are a little slow in their giving how many understand that if men are going to give unto you uh, sometimes they're slow i remember one time and i've shared this there was a couple in our church and that we were born again in they drove a new lincoln they had a business, everything looked great. She, they wore really nice clothes and God spoke to me and he told me, write them out a check. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding. That's how I I was a baby Christian. You've got to be kidding me. Look at their car, look at, at their business. It can't be, but I was obedient It didn't matter, I just wrote the check out, the exact amount he told me to, and I gave it to her. And she told me, you have no idea. I don't think they had food, I can't remember the whole thing because once it's given, it's given. She said, you have no idea. And I thought, by the way it looks, in the natural, it looked ridiculous but i wanted to be obedient and i'm i'm very grateful she told me you have no idea that we needed this but you don't know we have no idea what's going on people are are thank you jesus God is wanting to perfect your hearing capabilities in this area. God is desiring to reveal to you What's right and what's wrong? He wants you to be completely in tune in this area because He is waiting to bless you. There are those in this congregation that the enemy has harassed financially. But because you had the money to give it, you did not see it as a harassment. But God's saying it was the enemy stealing from you. Command the thief to give it back. I don't know who it is. There are several of you command him to give it back sevenfold. You catch a thief, make him pay. But because you've grown, it's just easier to just do it. It's just easier, you see the need, just do it. Make sure Talk to God about this because some of you have been stolen from and God wants you to take the word and speak it forth into existence. And if he does show you that it was a mistake, ask him to forgive you and move on. But God is opening up the windows of heaven and pouring out a blessing that you cannot contain. And I thank you, Father, for that word for those that are involved in this. There are also some that have mishandled the money that God's given you. Asking to forgive you and move on. Sow seed and move on. Thank you, Father. Make it known without a shadow of a doubt. Show them each person that you've talked to in the last two things that are in this Show them what the Spirit is talking about here without a shadow of a doubt. Because you desire to open their eyes and do everything your way. And I praise you for it. Glory to your name, Jesus. Psalms 2 8. And we're going to do communion, I think. I'm not going to rush the Holy Spirit when he's talking to people. I'm not going to rush him anyway. If you need to leave, go ahead and leave. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Ask of me, I will give you the nations as your inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for you, as your possession. God is desiring for us to know how to pray in every situation. Right now, He's asking, not right this moment, but us to pray for our nation. Because we have a president in there that understands money, how it works, how to get it. Remember the power broker, Terry? what he is also pray for him in that area pray ye the Lord of the harvest and he will send forth labors into his into his harvest as we study the word instead of saying according to the will of God we will say according to the word of God then we will have the right perspective the memory verse for this week is 1 John 5:14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, ask whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have desired of him. Hallelujah. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers also. Okay. Prepare for communion. First Corinthians 11. We just talked about all that Jesus did. There is so much that he has done and continues to do for us. Don't take him for granted. 1123. I'd like every head, every eye closed and every head bowed if I could. If you're here today and you don't feel maybe you've never been born again or you have been born again and you need to make things right with God this morning, if I can see your hand, no one is looking around. in okay, case so you're all ready and right with God okay praise God 23 through 26 now when I receive my communion emblems as we know that represents the body of Christ the big one up there And take a good look at it when you go up there you'll see the bruises you'll see the marks where he was beaten, it's unleavened bread. You see everything that took place, not everything, but the majority, you see what took place on his body in the bread and then of course in the cup, which represents his blood. So it says in chapter 11 of 1 Corinthians 23, Praise you, Jesus. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it, and he said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Can someone hand me that piece of bread? The big one. Anyway, whenever I get my piece of bread, I always, if there is a bruise in it, I always puncture the bruise and I break my bread in remembrance of him. As you can see, this is unleavened bread. You can see the bruises. You can see the the stripes in it. And so we see that this, his body was broken for us. the precious lamb of God who never sinned in his life. His body was broken for us. Terry, go ahead and put that back up there. Thank you. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. Do this ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. 26 for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you do show the Lord's death until he come it's very important that we make our hearts right before we take it that's where first John comes in We confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, Heather, do you have the the music ready? So how we're going to do this, and like I said, if anybody wants to see me after the service, I'll stay up here and pray for whoever. But on our, when you're ready, go ahead up and get your elements and come back and receive. And I'm going to go ahead and, and pray over our communion. And then I'm going to pray over your week. So when you feel ready to leave, go ahead and leave. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. As we partake of Holy Communion this morning, we see the bread, unleavened bread, and how your body was broken for us. And as we partake of that bread... Whatever we need in, in our body, if we need healing, restoration, there are some here that that have been hurt very deeply. God wants to heal you this morning of, of this hurt. You don't trust people. You can trust God, you can trust Jesus. Let him do the mighty work in you. The enemy's trying to tell you you don't have a right to come forward. If you're a born-again believer, you have every right to partake of his communion. He desires you to remember him in that. Now, Father, I pray for the cup that represents your blood. Our sins are covered and we've been forgiven by the blood of the Lamb. Your blood was shed for our salvation. Your blood was placed upon the altar. And God, I thank you that The blood of Jesus covered everything. Everything. That had to be. Completed. For your children to be set free. And I thank you God. That we all know you. And we're expecting...